0: Lee Horton. Hey,
1: it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solve. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with a man I've done a little bit of work with, and I absolutely love what he does. So, Gary Nightingale, how the devil are you, young man?
2: (laughs) That's a great introduction. Thank you. I'm good, thank you.
1: Good, good, good. Well, firstly, thank you so much for agreeing to have a conversation with me today in the podcast. But for those people who don't know who Gary yeah. Nightingale is. Who is it? What does he do? And how has he got to that seat that he's in today?
2: Okay. Well, who he is, when I find out, I'll tell you. Mm. Um, how I got into this seat, which is, I think, slowly is the way I got into the seat over <laughs> a long period of time. Um, just for those who don't know, my business name is Gary Nightingale Creative. So... What I do is create illustrations, uh, videos, animated videos, explainer videos, mostly for coaches working with businesses, leadership, change, um, which is how I came to be doing some work with you, Lee,
1: yep.
2: uh, which we've just been chatting about. And also increasingly with uh, people who work as therapists uh, around family and all kinds of like basically I call it the bad stuff people are dealing with the bad stuff and I help them get the message across and which is something that for quite some time I wanted my personal experiences to be part of my work a meaningful part of my work rather than keep it separate and I met someone last year through LinkedIn Uh, originally, you know, people on LinkedIn say you shouldn't post dog pictures. They belong on Facebook. Well, through our mutual love of the strange world of the (laughs) staffy, we started talking. And then she wanted a logo done. So I did that. She loved it. And then she wanted a video made that was talking about domestic abuse. And now we're doing now I'm working on some videos for workshops that she's taking into schools. Wow. Okay, um, which is to help teachers see children's behaviour more holistically and look at where they're coming from and what's going on for them, so that they can help them. So, you know, post pictures—you don't know where it's going to lead.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Moral <laughs> of the story. Moral yeah, of the story. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, okay,
1: sorry, Gary. Just a quick question.
2: Uh, yeah. Have you always been um, creative and? I have always been creative and it's like, you know, how I got in this seat is how far back do you want to go? Um, And to be honest, these days, I don't do a lot of looking back only to kind of learn and understand. Um, But mostly I'm sort of living now and looking ahead and where do I want to get to. But it was, um, right, long story short, a few years ago, I decided I want to make a living as an artist. And that followed some fairly grim stuff really i'd been working in sales for a big software company uh married children living in the northeast and everything well my life was smashed to bits really like divorced got dragged through the family justice system for a few years and after that i still don't that bit is kind of hard to talk about but it's it's relevant but basically i just went missing in my head for quite some time and at some point n- not on any particular day but just gradually over time just like right where am I now what am I going to do what have I always done well make stuff and i I'd, I'd never made a living out of it it was always stuff that I'd done on the side I suppose I didn't believe in it enough or um but it was always running alongside what I was doing in like job career-wise but basically I've been drawing cartoon people since I was old enough to hold a crayon, you know, yeah. um, before I could talk, which mind you was quite late, but anyway, I, so I just started out I just thought i would make a living as an artist. I just started drawing and I didn't know anything about, I knew about business from working for the company that I worked for without saying the name, but they yeah. use this software and, um, so I was talking to businesses all the time but it was on a much bigger level than I was starting up so I just like soaked up everything that was going you know like free webinars about how to do this how to do that pdf lead magnets and you know just um learning from people going on networking groups not having a clue what to say or what to do and just like what do you do I just draw yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so my first kind of Business name was Gary P. Nightingale Art, which was the best I could come up with. And I was, after a while, I came into contact with this guy who became a business coach for some time. And he suggested, why, you know, why don't you target businesses, which had sort of started to get a bit of interest. So I changed it to Business Illustration. Yeah. And then that was a big switch because then I was a, a business show and someone was talking about marketing design agencies and I thought I bet there's loads of those out there so being the obsessive that I am I created a spreadsheet and contacted just about every marketing spreadsheet in the UK (laughs) just sent them some examples of what I do and said here I am this is it and got quite a lot of responses did some work for one guy for their blog um another one got in touch and then dropped out of sight and then got back in touch with me last year saying that as a result of the pandemic he'd gone bust started up a new venture still had my details said you still interested in working so I did some book illustration for him um but I was just yeah I, I went through this really manic phase of just like contacting anyone and everyone who had anything to do with illustration I was sending out LinkedIn connection requests like I was one of those spammy people. <laughs> this is what I do. You've just connected with me Buy my stuff now, because yeah. um, <laughs> I need to go and buy some more coffee. Um, what, you, what
1: What do you think the power of, of of illustration brings? What What does it do
2: different, or what well, What does it add? That's something that um, I think I'll always be learning. And I was all the time that that was going on. I was constantly refining what I was doing, and I was working with people, and and I was just putting out stuff on social media all the time and people were getting in touch like one of my favourite calls was a guy and this is answering your question was this guy ringing me and just saying someone I know has just shared one of your cartoons I really like it um, and I want something but I don't know what wow. <laughs> um, so there was a it recognised a need but he wasn't able to articulate it and so we talked for a while and then I came up with some stuff that they started using in their presentations and they were doing a lot of, it was, it was change management, people, management, HR. Um, It was personality profiling and and stuff like that. Um, and, And what I was doing was, it was, it was sort of helping them for them. They were, standing out as being a bit different when they approached when they started working with a new client it showed that they had like a sort of quirky original side to them they were um also like attention to detail they weren't just like "Oh, we need to make this presentation this will do you know it was um it got people's attention it was an icebreaker when people walked in the room and saw this stuff up on the screen um so it was like a lot of intangible stuff it wasn't like get this and you will make ten thousand pounds a month you know it was like it was intangible relationship building stuff and I saw I grabbed hold of that and started focusing on it um I mean to me it's it's more than that now it's like what we were talking about before because someone I've been working with some time we talk about results a lot and uh it's So from there, I found that it was was a way of getting people's message across. It was a way of reinforcing their personal brand that's part of the business brand. Yeah. For me, it was a good lesson in having that if I'm going to work with someone, I need to get to know them and then I need to get to know their audience through them. So I started... So, see so what I mean? It was like as I was going along, there was never any one thing. It was always just like, here's a new little avenue that I yeah. need to explore and, and making mistakes. Like, there's one guy who I've been working with now for almost two years. And there was a point early on where I did him an illustration, and he emailed back and said, This person you've drawn, that's not who I'm talking to. This is what right. they're like. Um, yeah. And that was a big turning point. It was just like, okay, the people you're talking to, I need to get to know them. Yeah. So when he posted on LinkedIn and he got quite a lot of comments, I would go through the comments. I would see, look at the profile pictures. What do these people look like? How do they talk? What are their job titles? Yeah. You know, how are they interacting with him? What are they talking about? And that gave me like a big insight into his audience. Yeah. You know yeah. um and I because then I could see why I'd gone wrong I didn't know who I... got you got <laughs> yeah. you whats
1: what's in it for you, Gary? because you're helping people um, yeah but but like draw out of their brain that the image that mm. that they want to portray to solve a particular problem, but what's it what's in it for you
2: well from a very practical point of view i um, it's it's making a, a living and all the time that i'm going along i'm seeing how i can better do that yeah um it's it's what i like doing i'm i mean my own boss you know it's like why work 40 hours for someone else when you can work 80 hours a week for yourself
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no, yeah
2: totally um, but uh I just find it, just on so many different levels, I find it challenging, I find it interesting. I mean, I wouldn't know you, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be sat here talking like this. And and I, I find it it's challenging and rewarding on different levels, like creatively, um, intellectually, socially, <laughs> you know, yeah. even though it's like by zoom it's very very rare that I've actually met anyone in person that I work with but yeah it's just this whole range of skills that for me from a personal level it all but disappeared <laughs> yeah. you know so it was about sort of like I suppose in a way I'm helping people bring things to life for them because that's what I'm doing with myself yeah and you know and it's just And whenever I go up a notch in what I can do, that just feels really good and it opens up a whole load of opportunity. Like the guy I just talked about where I did that drawing that he didn't like and then from then on it was always all right. Um, Last year, like many people, as a result of the pandemic, he'd been working in training rooms um, on site with people for years and years and years. Now had to start doing stuff online because no one's allowed out. Um yeah. Well, I'm saying last year, but he actually started thinking about it the year before. Yeah. So last year, he did his first online course, and it went re- for a first online course that he'd never done before. It went really, really well.
1: Yeah. And right. I made
2: him a set of, I made him a set of twenty videos to go with that, um, training videos that people would watch and then respond to and engage with each week. Now the way that started was he came to me and said, I need some videos. I said, I don't do videos. I just do the illustration. I don't know how to make videos. And he said, but I want your style, but in video. So can you learn? Wow. <laughs> so wow. Um, I said, well, that, that means a kind of digital drawing that I don't do. So he, he bought me a drawing. And he just yeah. said, just get one and it me. And from I mean, it wasn't long before that, that I'd just been going around pushing leaflets through people's doors saying, I'll do caricatures for your birthday and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, And wow. I'd, I'd got to this point where someone I was working with didn't go somewhere else to get a video done. He asked me quite forced forcibly, <laughs> can I learn how to do it? So, And his son works with him. and I, And so I actually spent a lot of time working with his son and together we came up with this process and it's just like everything I've done since I made that decision to do something. It's always muddle through, look back, write a process about what you've just done yeah, and then follow that process and then look back on that and refine the process. Yeah. And now here you are, you know how to do what, that thing you didn't know how to do, now you do know how to do it. So you can go on a call with someone and just say, do you need this? I can do it. Um, yeah. And that to me, because I've never been like that. I was like one of these perfectionists. If I can't do it perfectly first, go then start it. I'm not doing it. You know? So it was like a, a big lesson in learning about myself was just like, and that just opens up so many opportunities. It's just like, think of all the things I don't know how to do. Yeah. And if I want to do, yeah. if I want to do them, I'll just go and do them. And at some point, <laughs> at some point I'm going to look back and say, I didn't know how to do that now I do so I can so it's all about like when I was in that really weird lost wilderness I just felt like I had no choices and no options and now I just feel like what's going to be best for me for my children for my work for the people it helps I don't have to think about whether I can do it or not it's just should I be doing it and do I want to then I can go in. right, who do I need to talk to? What do I need to learn? Just accept that it's going to be crap to start with. <laughs> and then it's going to be okay. And then it's yeah. going to be good. And then once it's good, then I can like, okay, how yeah. do I make this
1: benefit?
2: Yeah. So, I don't know how... That's sort of a bit of a ramble, isn't it?
1: I, no, no, I I also,
2: that's amazing, I, that is, Gary. I can't... I know a lot of people talk about separating personal and business and i just i just can't i've got, they're, they're mixed they're so inextricably mixed yeah you, you
1: you are who you are aren't you yeah and and you put everything you've got a very distinctive um style a recognizable style that is it, it, it's you it's um and and i think to to separate it you would you, you can't do that. I feel I, I feel exactly the same about what I do. Um yeah. And and I I remember when I um when I first started, I wanted to be a consultant when I first started in, in change as a as an internal change person. And I remember a consultant saying to me, he said to me, He said, Um, if you want to be a consultantly, you're gonna have to smarten your acts, you're gonna have to get a new pair of shoes, you're gonna have to wear a shirt instead of a jumper, and you're just gonna have to smarten your act. And I thought but that doesn't make me feel very comfortable. And if I'm going to perform at my best, I want to be able to perform my best and, yeah. and, and be me. And, and, mm. and, and, what I, and the reason why we were talking about, we were talking about bath videos just before we, uh, we hit record, the reason why I get in the bath, um, not, I mean, yes, hopefully it stops the scroll on, on social media and stuff, but fundamentally... Yeah. It is it is about me being metaphorically and physically myself, and I can't be any more naked than that. I I just am who I am, and I want to yeah. attract people who want to work with me for being for being me. So the fact that you just said you can't separate it, it, I think it's just you're following your passion. You, you're being authentically you in in doing what you do.
2: That's that's good, and that hadn't occurred to me. The metaphor of being in the bath of being naked, like um which is just you can't get much more yourself than
1: that can you? no no you can't you, you can't do it and and that, yeah, that like, for me is just is, is one of the reasons why i do it some people don't really get or understand why i do it but that for me is just is just saying that's that is why i do it that's there's nothing more important um than that for me you either work with me because you, you like who i am and, and how i come across or you don't work with a bald northern tattooed bloke who sits in the back. <laughs> and, I, and I don't want to and I don't want to work with you if, if if you don't. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah. we, we attract like like attracts we attract each other, don't we? And all of that stuff.
2: I, I think if you haven't got people who don't understand you, then you're probably doing something wrong. <laughs> you need... Yeah, completely. There, there need to there need to be people who don't get what you do or don't like what you do. Otherwise you're probably a bit too, what's the word, vanilla?
1: yes yeah no. there's,
2: there's... you're you're certainly not that yeah
1: <laughs> yeah um what what so you create um illustrations you create videos you've got your own distinctive style you've created probably. i mean thousands and thousands of 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 pieces of of art um what makes a great piece
2: uh i would say it's what makes it great is partly the stuff that comes before it even exists, which is somebody knowing, say, a potential client of mine, somebody knowing exactly what they're about and who their audience is and what they want to happen. They've got a clear objective about I need this set of images or I need this set of videos to do this. Um, so it, if it starts from that place, it's in with a good chance of being a good piece of work. Um, it, the work, creatively, it makes me look at it and just feel good. <laughs> That's my personal sort of yeah. selfish gift. Um, and when they get it, they love it and it exceeds their expectations. That's another one. And when they use it, if they post it on YouTube, if it's part of a blog, if it's somewhere online if it's a presentation what they wanted it to do it does (laughs) what the message they wanted it to get across it does the people they were showing it to got what they wanted to say and more than that just got them got what they're about you know um so i suppose an example of that would be that online training course that i just mentioned earlier People responded to that, and there was a platform where people could engage so you could see all the engagement and that was a piece of work I did as well was actually going through all that and analyzing it um yeah, so it was much more than just the illustration it was actually picking out from the engagement what could be used next time, yeah, what worked, but people were actually watching the videos in meetings, pausing them, talking about them, then playing a bit more, pausing them and talking about them um. That, to me, is a, is a real result.
1: Yeah, completely. Yeah. You, you've made me think about um, a Mayor Angelou quote, which is, you, you've probably seen it, people forget what you said, people forget what you did, but people never forget how you made them feel. And when you yeah. said about um, you feel good about the work that you produce, is, is that, that's the internal, the, the when yeah. you produce something. Um, and then when you, if you've got people pausing a video and talking about it, they feel strongly enough that there's something in there to talk about it so you're creating the feelings um Mm. if 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 you just see something um people that's that's forgettable um but if you're making people feel something then that's not as forgettable
2: I mean I I do have to say with that as well that it's not just me I mean with those videos there was a voiceover so I was taking a voiceover and editing it into clips uh, little sections that I could then fit with the... I'm using my hands, but this is audio, isn't it? <laughs> Unless you're watching on YouTube. Um, so basically, I do a rough storyboard of what images I want to use um, and a kind of metaphorical, a lot of sort of symbolism that stays consistent so that when people watch it, for example, a simple one like a, a jigsaw being made means someone's doing their work, their work on themselves, yeah, a light bulb is someone getting an idea. A circle around a light bulb is showing their thinking as being protected from outside influences. You know, it was stuff like yeah. that. So I had that l- symbolic language running through all the videos to go with the voiceover. Um, so when people were pausing the videos, it was what they were seeing. It was also what they were hearing. And, I, you know, I, I didn't write those bits, but I just put them in the right place for the images. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So... I suppose another example is one that I've just done recently, which was for a domestic abuse charity in, in Kent. They wanted they weren't getting many referrals from their local police. You didn't really know much about them. And there were others that were getting more. And they felt that their services they offered were more wide-ranging than others around them. Um, yeah. and I don't get into people's rivalries and politics and things, which is <laughs> what you mean. Um, but anyway, I made them a video. That they used as part of presentation to their police, who said that they the police loved it, had no idea of how much this charity offered in terms of resources and support, and now are uh, pushing more referrals their way. Um, so there's a direct result, is having seen this, more people who are living with domestic abuse are now going to get put in contact with this charity who can help them. So.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, That's so,
2: really powerful, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. Uh, and but it's, it's a nice balance because if I did that stuff all the time, because that touches on right, postal issues and stuff as well, which, which is necessary. You've got to look at these things if they're there. Um, and it's a way of using it to help people but otherwise it just gets too heavy so that's why I post a lot of stupid cartoons and (laughs) um, business stuff that I find really challenging and interesting but I'm not emotionally so invested in it yeah have you ever seen um any of your work where you weren't expecting to see any of your work I usually know where it's going to go in advance anyway I do like it when I'm scrolling through LinkedIn and I'll come across like two or three posts from different people. That's all my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that that feels pretty good. There was one <laughs> when I worked for that big software company, I was trying to get into a different department, but oh, it didn't work. But anyway, I wrote an advert and I came through Newcastle Airport once and it was up there on a big billboard by the luggage collection. <laughs> so <laughs> I wasn't expecting to see my work there. Uh, yeah. But anyway, big company politics, and I didn't have a clue how to play them.
1: Yeah, so that's another
2: good thing about working for yourself. It was like,
1: yeah, amazing, amazing. And I think so. How do you?
2: You can edit that out.
1: No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> so do you know the um? We spoke. We spoke about the Mayor Angelique Um We spoke. You've spoken about um, understanding what the person wants to to see or. What Understanding the person well enough to be able to articulate them through, through illustration um, and trying to get them to, to feel something uh, and maybe um, aligning the, the words and the music appropriately to it. If somebody wanted to draw a picture now that, that was to convey a particular point, where would you recommend they started? I mean because sorry uh, sorry Lee it
2: broke up a bit there.
1: Oh yeah, no no worries. No worries. So if you were to if someone uh,
2: wanted to draw a picture, I got as far as that.
1: Yeah, if if somebody wanted to draw a picture now that to convey a particular message or point, how would you recommend that they started to have the the greatest chance of success? Because you've got process, you you can see things, you pick things out. When we've had conversations in the past, you've asked questions to be able to understand stuff and then you've mm. gone away and, and you've, you've come back with, with a visual representation of, of the words that we've, that we've said. Mm. Um, how do you do that? Oh,
2: I'm not entirely sure, <laughs> which is not a very good answer. Anyway. But um, for someone who wanted to do that for themselves, yeah. obviously they know their audience already. I'd say sort of have a look at, stuff that you've done before and see what people really connected with, what people really liked. And I would say just doodle. Pretty much everything I do starts with a big sheet of paper and a pencil. And I just, I've done all the kind of logical, intellectual stuff. Then I just put all that to one side and I just scribble and just get lost in it. And just, then I come back and I look at it. It's a bit like sort of jamming with music and you see if there's any anything of it that's worth picking out to make a song out, you know? And it's, um, so I would say, think about who it is you're talking to, what it is you want to say to them, why you want to say it, what what you want them to do. Ask yourself those questions. Get clear on what, as clear as you can on what those answers are. And then forget them and just get a bit of paper and just draw, just fill it and just see what happens. And You'll find because I'm not even going to try talking about neuroscience because a little knowledge is dangerous. But um, (laughs) if it's like you fill your conscious mind with all the stuff that it needs, then you leave it alone and your unconscious does mysterious stuff behind the scenes. And when you're drawing and filling up your big bit of paper, unexpected things will happen and something will, you'll do something and just go, that's it, that's that's the image that I want to use, and then you forget the rest and just focus on that, and just keep drawing it, and just and don't be too cautious about it or perfectionist about it. Just when you've come up with something that you think is pretty good, stick it on a blog post and see what people think. Yeah, yeah, um, and see what the response is. Um, and interestingly, I'm giving a talk on Monday with an organization called the Trusted Coach Directory, and it is about how to make the most of visual content and it's you know it's something that it's not just saying buy my stuff it is mostly just what do you do already are you just getting stock images at the last minute or you know could you use some of your own photos could you do this could you do that there's a whole load of stuff you could do that won't cost you a penny, and you might actually enjoy it, and it might open up a whole new avenue of what you're doing. Yeah. So that—that's my long answer to that.
1: No, no. Thank you. Thank you for that. You've got you've got, like I said before, a distinctive style. Um, when when I scroll through LinkedIn, I can spot, um, or I believe, I can spot a <laughs> Gary Nightingale picture. Um, how important is it to you, and and I guess to your to your clients that they have consistency in? in artwork, brand, uh, and all of it, because that, that seems to be coming through, what, what, how you help a lot of people. The, the guy that said, oh, I want your videos because I've got your images. Um, yeah. How
2: important is that,
1: do you see, I think?
2: Image. I think it's really important. Um, and it doesn't mean that everything has to run along very narrow, rigid lines. You can be varied and consistent, I think. Um, and, I mean, my style gradually developed over time when I first started doing this I wasn't doing cartoon style stuff at all it was all serious colour pencil stuff and very gradually evolved into what it is now and um, but I still when I speak part of getting to know people is well one thing just on a practical level is have they got a style guide are there colours and fonts that they use that they don't want to use anything else in which case I'll stick with them yeah. Um, if they haven't got that, we'll arrive at something between us and stick with that. Yeah. I just uh, so that I would say consistency of style, consistency of see as a as a coach, you've probably got consistency of themes anyway, a certain type of person that you work with, a certain type of business. So the things you're writing about are probably already consistent. Um. Yeah. You're probably writing for a very specific group of people about a specific set of problems, and a very specific type of solution you offer for those problems. So that consistency is already there. Yeah. So to so then, I think it waters down that consistency by having random images, Um, whereas the images should be reinforcing that um consistency. So, like even if you you know the example i'm going to use on monday is that if if you're a keen walker and you're always out walking and taking hundreds of photos use those with your blogs or your posts or whatever and stick your logo in the corner in the same yeah. place every time yeah you know or make a frame that's out of your brand colors you know so so you've got a, f- a framework that's consistent with room for variety and and the unexpected within yes. that
1: yeah, yeah, no, completely. Love that. Love that. How would you describe your artwork, your illustration, your creations?
2: Oh, depends what they are, because sometimes they're really serious about serious subjects, and there's no room for cartoon people in those. Like, get out, you know. Right. Um, but I suppose. I'm going for just sort of the simple stuff, really. Just relatable humanity. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Just, yeah, relatable, identifiable. Uh, I tend to do a lot around sort of quirks that people tend to keep to themselves. I suppose I'd like people to see stuff and just get a bit of relief, like, oh, it's okay to be like that. I'm not the only one, you know, and it's usually around typically British Hang on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like that one I said at the beginning, a guy had rang me and said, I want something, but I don't know what, because someone had shared something. It was actually a cartoon strip I'd done. And this was before pandemic, anything to do, no one knew what a lockdown was, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was just someone just talking to someone else who was under a blanket. said, what are you doing? And they said, I'm networking. So well, you're not networking that's you're hiding under a blanket yeah so this voice comes out well I've got my laptop and it was about introverts who hate networking but yeah. have to network <laughs> Um. so it's things like that where you just look at it and just oh it's alright to be like that you know right? and just making people laugh good naturedly at themselves
1: yeah yeah I think that that word relatable I, th- I think is really important in, in- in what you do and how you do it, as well, and and I think that's the you want someone to look at it and and recognise and relate to the situation, to the event, to the to the character. Um, so, no, I think yeah, it's re- relatable humanity. I think were the two words that you use, weren't they? I think that's uh,
2: yeah, just yeah, they're just human um, with all its weirdness. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and,
1: and, and that people they, they they just get it when they see it or hear or, or watch it or whatever. So no, that's re- really good. Really good. Right, just a couple more questions, Gary Nightingale, a couple more questions. The first one, uh, what are you on for your tea tonight?
2: Well, I was gonna go for something that was quick and doesn't involve much washing up. <laughs> um but I think I'm gonna have a pork chop. Oh wow,
1: hey, pushing the boat out on a Friday, aren't you? I don't
2: know. If- Friday afternoon, I'm usually this weird mix of hyped up on coffee and exhausted. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bad mix. Yeah,
1: (laughs) not amazing. Pork chop it is. And then uh, if people wanted to find out more about Gary Nightingale,
2: where would they go? What would they do? What would they see? Well, there is a website which at the moment, when you go on it, it says coming soon. So I better make that soon bloody soon, (laughs) 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 Uh, which is Gary com. Um, or LinkedIn, which, are, again, Gary Nightingale Creative. And Perfect. if you go on there, you can message me, and it's got some of my stuff in the featured bit at the top of the profile for people yeah. who use LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, amazing. And, and I guess really just, just to clarify, who do you believe you help the most, and how do you help them?
2: I would say uh, people who help other people coaches and therapists who help uh businesses and organizations rather than on a sort of personal individual level and i help them get their message across help them get their audience to get them (laughs) to get it yeah
1: yeah perfect perfect good i just want to say gary um thank you for everything that you've done for 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 me and us and and us at get knowledge so far it's been an absolute pleasure working with you and an absolute pleasure to um to chat with you today to understand more about you and and what you do and how you help so thank thank you very much mr nightingale uh
2: thank you very much lee yeah i really enjoyed it It it's time's flown by it has indeed speak to you soon gary all right thanks very much Lee. thanks bye